everybody. I hope everyone is having a good Tuesday because this is when this episode comes out. God is dead, but that's okay. We can all enjoy life without having to tell each other. Okay, this is off to a bad start. Already very nihilistic. Good morning. Hope everyone's doing okay. I'm doing great as of now. Maybe not on Tuesday, but we'll see. It is Sunday, and I just did some laundry. I just ate a stack of pancakes, took a nice hefty poop, and now I am talking to you. This 30-day challenge is very difficult because it gets kind of exhausting to try to come up with a podcast every day. <sighs> I, I'm good until till Wednesday, as of now, I, I try to record at least two a day, trying to. Yesterday, I didn't record. I hung out with people, but yeah. Uh, everything is good. Everything is wonderful. I'm starting a new book. It's called Mastery by Robert Greene. It's his fifth book. I started with his sixth book, which is my favorite of his. Now I'm reading Mastery, which I never read. And uh, his his books are very self-explanatory in the title. It explains exactly what he's going to talk about. The Laws of Human Nature, you know. That one, it, it, it talks about the Laws of Human Nature. And this one, Mastery, is basically... He talks about how to find your life's task. What in what are you what are you meant to be doing in this life based off of your genetics and your your upbringing? How how did that combination of things make you do or make you more How should you gravitate? Where should you gravitate towards based off of those things? I'm going to find out because I spent the last several years of my life very lost in terms of my quote-unquote life's task because I've been hipping and hopping everywhere from Colorado to Oregon to Utah to Alaska, I guess, and traveled around the country for a while trying to find things to do, what might be fitting for me. Still haven't really found it yet. Currently, I am becoming a master at coding. I would say I'm at intermediate level right now, and everything's going good with that. Being consistent enough to where I'm learning a little bit more each day and solving problems on my own. I don't have to look them up, and yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call coding my life's task, but the hope is that it will free me up to have more time to figure out what the hell I should be doing. Honestly, I... Oh, can you hear that? That happens every 30 minutes. There's an ambulance that goes by. But... I don't think I have a life's task, honestly. It seems kind of overrated. Honestly, I'm reading the book to help me get more discipline at coding. And, uh, yeah, everything's going good with that. Honestly, I really, what I want in life 
as of now, in my 20s, my mid-20s, I want to have time. I just want time. Money, money, I would like money be so I can have opportunities to do things, you know, more experiences. I want to be able to fly to Switzerland and go skiing over there or New Zealand, go check out Hobbit, Hobbiton, that little Hobbit village from Lord of the Rings, things like that. So money, money can buy happiness as long as you spend that money on experiences. If you spend money on toys and gadgets, it'll keep you momentarily satisfied, but you eventually get tired of those things. But experiences, you you learn from experiences. Positive and negative. You you change internally with experiences. So you want more of those in life. But yeah, what I want in life is time, money, and hopefully as I get older to spend more time with family and give give back to the world. I don't know how I would do that, but I I've always thought of it this way where your 20s should be spent uh to be a little more selfish. I think if if there's ever a time to be selfish in your life, it's in your 20s. Because you are still figuring shit out. And people like me, like we just, we move around a lot. And we're away from everybody that we know grew, growing, up, growing up. But it's, it's the time to figure out who you are. Understand yourself a little more. And that requires being a little selfish. You know, getting away and just... Doing the things you feel like you need to be doing. And I don't think people should take that away from you in your 20s. But I think as you get older, as you start learning more and more about the world, uh, that's, that's a good time to start giving back to the world and spending more time with your loved ones, things like that. Building, instead of making new relationships, uh but to improve old ones. That's a good time. Once you hit your 30s and your 40s. I hope you can't hear my mouse smacking a lot because I can hear it. It's kind of annoying. But yeah. <clears throat> that's that's what I've been thinking about lately. I, I know in a past episode I was talking about how I was planning to hike the Appalachian Trail. Oh, and three weeks before, I, so I bought my tickets three weeks before I was supposed to take off. <laughs> and two weeks before I was supposed to leave for Georgia, which is where the AT starts, the whole world shut down. And the AT Conservancy shut down the trail, like saying, hey, sorry, this trail goes through 14 different states and... All of them are being very inconsistent with, like, locking things down. And so it just wouldn't have worked out to go on the trail. So I had to postpone it or just cancel it altogether. That sucked because I was planning that that hike for, like, six months. I was reading all the books. I was watching countless YouTube videos. 
I was learning how to cold soak f- uh, dehydrated food, like ramen noodles or beans or couscous or rice. I was learning how to eat like a caveman, almost. And I was doing all these hikes to build stamina. And yeah, then it just two weeks before I was supposed to head up. That sucked. But it's fine. That's when I decided to really hone in on coding and move to Utah. What was, what was the point I was going to make with this? Uh, oh, yeah, today I was, every now and then whenever I move to a, a new place, about four to six months in, I start getting very anxious again, where my mind starts telling me it's time for a new adventure, but I can't, I can't really allow my head to start thinking that way again because sometimes I wonder if like whenever I move to a new place am I am I doing it because I want adventure in my life quote unquote adventure or am I moving to all these places because I'm subconsciously running away from responsibilities you know is is Moving to a new place, giving me the illusion that I'm actually doing something with my life. And that's something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Is, is this just uh, a, glorif- a glorified version of laziness? So, so when my mind starts thinking like this again, which it, it started today. I spent like, an, when I was doing laundry, I was thinking for like an hour just, because um, I was thinking maybe I can save up again and do the AT this year in 20, 2021, or yeah, the coming year. But who knows where the world's going to be with COVID at that point. It would be around April before I would even start it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really getting into coding, and that would put a damper on the AT because I would have to, if I found work with coding, I can't just take six months off with coding because if I take two days off, I'm lost. Like coding's that kind of thing where you have to stick with it or you're going to fall behind super quickly. You're going to forget all the the lines of code that you're working on and you'll have to like, it's, it's really, you, you, you really have to stick with it. And what is this? Oh, I guess I forgot to delete some old recording because it's recording over an old recording. So I think hopefully it's, it's saved somewhere, but yeah, I was thinking a lot about that today. And I decided I'm not going to go on the AT in 2021. Because that's, that's what I was telling myself this whole year. Like, I'll just postpone until next year. It, like, assuming the world is back to normal at that point. But 
I figured if I can stay with coding, that would allow me to save up quicker if I ever did decide to hike the AT in the future. A lot of people shit on the Appalachian Trail because it's very popular. It's like the most popular through hike to do. And a lot of people see that like, oh, that's what everyone does. Why don't you do the CDT or the PCT? Well, the thing is, I want to go on a hike where there is a lot of people. I <laughs> I'll, I get paranoid when I'm out alone on a hike sometimes, let alone a through hike. Because, like, the CDT seems more ideal. For those who don't know what the CDT is, it's the Continental Divide Trail, which starts in New Mexico, goes through Colorado, Wyoming, and ends in Montana. That would be one I would probably love the most, assuming, because those are some of my favorite states. And, But it's hardly anyone does that one. It's a very unknown trail. Not amongst thru-hikers, obviously, but who's calling me? Flirtown, Pennsylvania. I don't know you. But I don't want to be alone on a hike like that. Maybe if I did the AT and understood, like, got a good understanding of how to do this thing on my own more. Uh, maybe, but, you know, I'm scared of mountain lions and black bears and... I, Apparently black bears are pretty timid. You're you're they're almost never going to mess with people. They associate danger with humans. But once you get up to Wyoming and Montana, you got that's grizzly country, dude. So, yeah, for a first time through hiker, the AT is definitely ideal. You want you want people to run into. You want someone who knows more than you on something like that. In case Something bad happens. You just want people around. But yeah. Man, I just digressed. Uh, what was I... Why, why did I bring up the AT? Mm, man. But... Man, I really hope you can't hear those mouth sounds. I, I was never a fan of that when I would hear other people do podcasts. But, man, <laughs> what was I just talking about? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, your 20s, that's the time to be selfish. That's the time to really get to know who you are. Go out in the world. Figure shit out. Fail a lot. Your 20s is a time to fail and not feel bad about it. Because that's what you're supposed to do in your 20s. Really, it's... It's supposed to be what you're supposed to do throughout your whole life. That's something I've really come to digest is that no matter how old you get, no matter how old you get, you're always going to still be figuring shit out. You know, you, you no one ever completely gets their shit together. And for some people that's kind of a a disappointing way to look at it. But for me, it's wonderful. It, it adds so much more comfort to my life. Knowing that 
we're all just going to continue learning the rest of our lives. How many people do you know in their 60s or 70s who still fuck up? <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because we're all going to be fucking up well into our 70s. And so it's a, it's a good way to not take life so seriously. Just being aware that you're going to be figuring things out forever until you die. You will never be a complete being. And for me, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> it, it makes my life now more easy to bear. Because it's nice. For me, it's nice knowing that we're always going to continue learning. I don't want to be that person who just thinks they got it all figured out. And they, they just build a callus around their brain. And nothing, no new information ever goes in. Don't ever be that person. So being in your 20s, that's a good time to, to really, really hone that in your brain. Like never become too certain about anything. Oh, I guess my AC went off. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, is that about, is that what, is that all I have to say at this point? I think so. Yeah, just enjoy your 20s. I'm sure most people who are listening to this are in their 20s, I would imagine. If you're in your 30s, still, you know, you still got shit to figure out. If you're in your 40s, I know plenty of people who are twice, three times my age, and... You know, they, they still fuck up. They still make mistakes. And the kind of mistakes that they're aware of, you know. It's not the, not like the, oh, they're an old person now and they're just going to keep thinking the way they always thought. No, it, it's simple things where they're like, oh, shouldn't have done that. I'm, I'm sorry. You know? Those kinds of mistakes are going to be with us forever. And the best thing we can do is just improve ourselves each day. But always, but be aware that we're always going to be improving ourselves. It's never going to be a complete project. Humans are too, we're still very unevolved, if you really think about it. There's so much incompleteness in our biology. We still have a lizard brain way of thinking about things. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things that just are very instinctual, and we do it without really thinking. But I've always thought of it this way. If it, if you have a thought that is like you're, the first reaction to something that happens, the way your brain wants to react the first time, that's probably like the most primal reaction. So if you can go against any primal thought, that is probably the best way to improve yourself. If you can identify what is your most instinctive reaction to a situation and then try to do the opposite. I'm sure there's exceptions, of course, but... I think that's a good rule of thumb 
to have this. Like, a lot of times what feels like the obvious answer or the obvious way to react to something is going to be wrong. The obvious answer is almost always wrong. I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, man, whatever. But I just think that's a good rule of thumb. If something feels like too obvious of an answer, just observe it a little more. Sometimes it's true, you know, but a lot of times if it's too obvious, it's like, uh, I don't know, there's something I'm overlooking. There's something I, I need to dive in deeper. Okay, like, here's, okay, what, I have an example. Um, okay, let's say you run into a, a 20-year-old Nazi kid, and he's doing the Heil Hitler, and he's putting his hand up in the air, all that Nazi shit. And, like, the obvious reaction to that is to punch that guy in the face, right? I mean, it feels obvious, It's and it, it's very reactionary. It's almost instinctive to just want to punch that dude right in the face. But at the same time, he's this kid's in his 20s. You know, he's, he's just looking for himself. He's finding an identity, and there's a certain ideology that got to him before something else did. You know, there's a group of people who accepted him for who he was, so he embraced this fucked up ideology. But instead of punching a Nazi in the face, why not just talk to him? You know, maybe instead of punching him, give him a hug. You know, I'm sure he just wants to be heard. He wants to be listened to. He wants to feel not isolated. There's a reason... this ideology caught up to him before another one did. You know, I think that's a pretty good example. Because if you punch him in the face, all you're doing is reinforcing, you're confirming that you are, in fact, his enemy. But So you're just going to keep, you're just going to keep this Nazi kid to remain a Nazi. But if you can talk to him, be friends with him, or friendly... And just not be so hostile towards it. I think you have a better shot at having him leave that silly way of thinking. I think that's a good example. So like for for something that feels like the obvious thing to do, just completely counteract it. You know, and if you're religious, that's what isn't that what Jesus taught? Uh, like. Turn the cheek or whatever. Just love your enemies, basically. And if the more you love your enemies, the more the less enemies you're going to have. I think I don't. That's not even like hippie nonsense. I feel like that that has some psychological merit to it. Don't punch Nazis. Hug them, and see what happens. I really do think this will. Aggression, what's what's the word, like, uh, the phrase, hate begets hate. Is, is that how you pronounce that? Like, if you really fight hate with love, I think love would win. And again, I don't think that's hippie bullshit. I think there is some 
psychological ground there. And yeah, don't always react to what feels obvious. Like, oh, he's a Nazi. He hates Jews and black people. So obviously, we got to hate him, punch him in the face. No, give him a hug. Give him a flower. Say, tell him you love him. And keep telling them you love them with a smile on your face. And you're going to have a big chance of turning that kid on the good side. The the side of love. And, yeah. (laughs) This this has been a good recording. I like this one. Um, Yeah, okay, cool. I think we're done here. Peace out, guys. Oh, um... I'm going to put, I made a song the other day. I don't want to put Spotify songs on here anymore because it kind of limits what I'm allowed to do with my podcast, but I can put my own songs on here. I've, I've been making like this weird DJ song. I, I like it, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll put it at the beginning or the end. We'll see, but yeah, take a listen to that if you want. All right, guys. Cool. Peace out. Have a good one. Later.